0: Hello and welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. Now the most recent episode where I spoke with various correspondents from around Europe has gone down really well. So thank you for tuning in for that one. Basically, if you've not heard it yet, I spoke with people who know our World Cup qualifying opponents much better than I do. We got the lowdown on Poland, Hungary, Albania, Andorra and San Marino. It'll be at your usual podcast provider. Please do let me know what you think in the usual ways. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just search three lines podcast or you can email three lines podcast at gmail.com. Now, as I try and regularly do in the usual podcasts is try and give updates on general england related news basically making a rod for my own back uh, so i wasn't planning on releasing this episode until the news broke that was the news of uefa and the euro 2020 stroke 21 ticket update by way of an email to their customers i.e you and me frankly i find it a bit bloody complicated and confusing. I'm sure lawyers have got a better understanding of the ins and outs of it, but I thought I'd put this out there to give my opinion on it and perhaps try and understand it and explain it in the best way I can. I think in order to start with, let's just reiterate a timeline for the whole of the tournament, of which to start with, we have to go back to the 6th of December 2012 when UEFA announced that Euro 2020 would be a pan-European competition to mark its 60th anniversary. UEFA President Michel Platini has said he wants as many as 13 cities to host Euro 2020. The idea would be to not have Euro 2020 in one country, but to have the Euros across all of Europe. Then the 19th of September 2014, we all got a little bit excited as UEFA announced Wembley would be hosting both the semi-finals and the final. There are two potential hosts. We have Munich and London. Monsieur le Président, if I can ask you to open and reveal who will have the semi-final and the final. London. London it is. Then qualification began on the 21st of March 2019 and England qualified with a game to spare on the 14th of November. 2019. It's a moment of history here at Wembley. England's 1,000th game. And the opportunity to seal their qualification for Euro 2020 as well. England make the most of their milestone. They've won by seven. Goals to nil. Qualification in the bag. UEFA start to announce their process for fans to buy tickets. Tickets. And on the 30th of January, I paid €470 for three Wembley group games and a fans first follow my team all the way to the final. And I realise that many others will have paid even larger amounts, either to have better seats or have been the lead booker for groups of people where the amount spent runs into the thousands. Then, 11th of March 2020, the World Health Organisation announces coronavirus as a pandemic. WHO has been assessing this outbreak around the clock. We have therefore made the assessment that COVID-19 can be characterised as a pandemic. 17th of March 2020, Euro 2020 postponed by UEFA for 12 months because of COVID-19. Okay, more breaking news coming to us. UEFA have been holding this conferencing call meeting. Uh, We're starting to hear a few things coming from it. Brian, what can you tell us? Well, the Norwegian FA have just uh, confirmed that the European Championships this summer will be postponed until 2021. We should stress that we are waiting for confirmation from UEFA who are still having that conference call involving all 55 associations. So then we're bang up to date 14th of January 2021 as I say UEFA release an email finally giving us some sort of update and information on tickets for this year's tournament where they have changed the terms and conditions using force majeure so straight away I head to the Oxford Learners Dictionary which is my sort of basic understanding level it says force majeure, unexpected circumstances such as war or in this instance a global pandemic that can be used as an excuse when they prevent somebody from doing something that is written in a contract. Let's bear in mind that at this moment in time UEFA still haven't come to a conclusion publicly that is what or where the tournament will look like although it has been reported that they have asked host cities to draw up plans for four different scenarios. Full stadiums, 50% capacity, 20-30% to 30% capacity, or behind closed doors. There was talk in various media that they were going to make a decision in early March, but at present it's supposed to begin on the 11th of June when Turkey play Italy in Rome. So what have they done? In a nutshell they have said that supporters can still apply for a refund which in their defence they have stated I think on three occasions over the past year. However now it's claim your refund by Tuesday 26th of January by 2pm Central European time or 1pm UK time if you do not agree with the new terms and conditions. That's 12 days notice from the date of the email. As I mentioned, UEFA don't even know how the tournament will pan out yet, but they're happy to ask their customers, you and I, to make an expensive choice as to what to do, which I think is a horrendous decision to give us. We all know that the coronavirus has led to mass unemployment, Not just across the country, but the continent. The world. Football can play with people's emotions. We'd all kick ourselves if we missed the chance to see England pick up a trophy. Fail to understand how UEFA can put pressure on fans to make a choice like this. If you don't claim a refund, you may, however, still receive a full one if the matches are held behind closed doors or with a limited number of fans, and you are not successful in getting a ticket. So you don't want to claim your refund. What happens then? Looking at it from our own English perspective, we're scheduled to have our three group games at Wembley against Croatia, Scotland and the Czech Republic, and then potentially have two games away in Europe before a semi-final and a final at Wembley. At this moment in time, matches in the UK they're all behind closed doors and have been since the 4th of January when we went into full lockdown again. But shortly before that when fans were allowed in for a short period of time it was only 2,000 in tier 2 areas and 4,000 in tier 1. My opinion is I can't see Wembley being full come those games in the current climate. I'm struggling to see even a capped capacity of even 20,000. That's even taking into account the current vaccination program. And UEFA clearly know this. So part of their terms and conditions relate to the moving of games, which the terms apparently haven't changed. And I'll touch on that in a moment, which if that was to happen and you haven't applied for a refund, then you're going to need to travel, but we don't know where to yet. And despite the vaccination program, England, we're still a hotbed for cases of the virus ahead of the likes of France, Spain, Germany and a peak supposedly still to be hit. Will UEFA still consider having the tournament pan-European or will it be confined to one or two countries like the finals of the last Champions League and Europa League in a nation that is capable of hosting a tournament one with lower cases, with smaller attendances or fully behind closed doors so going back to the not claiming the refund if Wembley is still used as a host stadium at a reduced capacity and you choose to gamble which is what this all is one big gamble on not claiming a refund if you're lucky to be allocated a ticket then great news go if you feel safe to use it see the team get your money's worth If you don't receive a ticket for the reduced capacity, then you should receive a refund anyway. If capacities are reduced, how will the tickets be allocated and to whom? I bought my tickets through the UEFA portal, through the fans first method, which at the moment I've heard nothing of how they will distribute tickets. Now if our games were to be moved to, say, Russia a nation that has been mentioned, and you choose not to claim your refund by the 26th of January. That's before UEFA have made their decision. But you are allocated the ticket for the new location, but you decide not to go for whatever reason. And I imagine there will be a few of those. Cost of flights, accommodation, availability, virus restrictions. They'll come to mind. And that's your money lost. Gone into the depths of UEFA's coffers. As I referred to earlier, there is no change to the terms and conditions of the original change of venue part. But should a change of venue be announced, then they would take into account matters such as reasonable travelling distances from the original venue. And some have even come to the assumption, because of the wording of the terms and conditions, that the tournament may be moved outside of Europe. But Frankly, I can't see that as an option. Now I've tapped into my ticket account and it would appear I can cancel my round of 16 and my quarter final ticket should I want to which would both involve going out of England which at a late stage to arrange flights accommodation without knowing where I'm going to is a bit too much to ask for me but because I have a follow my team ticket should England get knocked out by then I would be reimbursed my semi-final and final ticket money anyway. Now, I appreciate this isn't everyone's situation, but I guess it will be for the majority of travel club members. The FA did release a statement on the same day as the UEFA email, basically reiterating what had already been said. I kind of got the impression that they were caught on the hop as much as we were. And I'm fairly sure they've been bombarded with questions as they stated... We are aware of issues being raised by supporters regarding these changes. We will work with our partners at UEFA to provide further clarity on revised terms and conditions and update members shortly. Whether they will be able to work on our behalf with other supporters' federations remains to be seen. I hope I've not made a dog's dinner out of all of this. I still don't know what my decision will be yet. My heart is saying one thing and my head another. Uh, Please do make sure you make yourself an informed decision. One thing I do know is that I'm not convinced UEFA have supporters' best interests at heart. Uh, I know Manchester City fans turn their back on the UEFA anthem for totally different reasons, I understand. But I'm inclined to boycott them in similar ways when it comes to merchandise, etc. The only thing they need from me in the future will be ticket money but they have us as football fans where it hurts. Thanks for listening. I'll be back with you very soon with another episode. Hopefully one which will be a bit more enjoyable. I felt I just had to get this one off my chest. Stay safe, everyone. Cheers.